I'm not sure if you guys know my house burning. Uh, <laughs> just need a place and, for a while. And I think, uh, you know, Siri, I think this bomb says made in the EU. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, my grandma's in two countries away now. <laughs> just because after that one line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know about you guys, but have you guys been um, like every day I'm, I'm spending disproportionate amount of time on Reddit and newspaper articles reading about Ukraine and what's happening there in, in Russia and seeing, I mean, okay, actually screw, screw normal coverage, right? I don't know if you guys are on Reddit, on the Reddit Ukraine channel, Ukraine war report, you're getting like for the first time ever, you're seeing like actual live citizen-based coverage of war and it's fucking horrible as as you can imagine right because before this we always seen the filtered we read a newspaper article we get like one or two pictures but now we're seeing like actual live footage of attacks i i there's there's this there's this there's this not i was gonna say hilarious i'm not not, I'm not saying hilarious there's a terrible video uh of a guy who is documenting um uh, his, 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 his day, right? He's like, look, this is what's happening here. And, and behind us is a big window, okay? And um, and as he's talking, right, you can see a missile hit the apartment building behind him, right? And the shockwave just literally floors him and he's flying and the, and the phone is flying as well, right? And he's reacting in real time and it's a massive fireball behind him. And I watched it and I was like, holy crapamola, man. This is... I mean, I mean, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, I, 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 sometimes I'm lost of words as well. I'm, but at the same time, at the same time, I'm also looking and seeing the hypocrisy in all of this because every country is like, hey, Ukraine refugees, come on here, man. We'll do everything for you. We'll give free healthcare, free jobs, free everything. And, and you know, when Syrian refugee crisis is happening, not, you, yeah. you definitely didn't see any country open. I mean, look. These guys can go in into Poland, uh, the EU without passports. You don't even need passport. Just go in and say, "Look, hey man, I'm escaping. Don't need passport. Border yeah. control. Just come on in, right?" I'm not sure if you guys know my house burning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just need a place and, for and, a while. I, and I think, uh, you know, Syria. I think this bomb says made in the EU. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, if I don't have a house and I lost my children, you know, yeah. uh, and and I think what was it? What country was it? Was it Iceland? Or oh, some weird ass country or Canada that says, oh, we have, we have like, you know, 100,000 visas ready for Ukrainian refugees coming anytime. And nope, they're not even there yet, right? Yeah. And meantime, you've got Syrian refugees on the border and this detention camp looking at this news report going like, uh, guys, yeah. hello, you know. Uh, remember, remember like five years ago? <laughs> when no, five years ago, just, it's ongoing right now, right? This, this, yeah. this whole crisis, right? I don't know, man. I don't you, know. I mean, at the same time. Yeah you feel very empathetic towards the Ukrainian crisis. At the same time, you also can't help but see the hypocrisy in, in coverage. Mm. And the only reason people are getting, um, the Ukrainians are getting preferential treatment, mm. right? Is that they are, White. I mean, okay, firstly also is they're, they're, they're bordering, the European countries bordering, right? But Syria ain't that far away. It's just in the mm. Middle East. But they're basically, they're white and Christian. Yeah. And you see newspaper reports and media coverage and it's all like, oh, we didn't, we never expected we never expected uh, Europe to have be filled with these sort of scenes and death and devastation. We know we, never, we expected more of these people more look Middle Eastern, but these people look so educated, intelligent. And I'm thinking like, 
um, motherfuckers, World War One and World War Two was in fucking Europe, right? You yeah. Know? Every time <laughs> they said, mention that, I'm just like, you know, literally every fucking war yeah, <laughs> happened like, in your theater. <laughs> and we're talking about the two world, the two new wars with world in them was in Europe, right? You know, you yeah. guys know that it was like just in this less than hundred years the ago, guys. It, you know? it started in that small circle over there, and yeah, the world got affected. Yeah, you guys, and you guys remember? Saying, oh, I'm yeah. so surprised war is happening. You guys don't read history. I mean, you know. Do you guys remember all the worst world leaders that started the wars are all from Europe? Oh my god. I mean, to be fair, I mean, uh, Asian, uh, rest of the world says a terrible leaders. We yeah, it's forget, just that like, we don't Genghis get that much Khan coverage. And, and all that, right? Yeah. <laughs> huh, who? We just don't get that much PR and marketing. Yeah, yeah. Thank know? God that, that didn't happen in, in, in the last 200 years, right? 100 yeah. years. Emperor Hirohito was left out completely <laughs> of the damn war until the end and people are like, oh, oh, that's him? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much Hirito had to do with the atrocities, la, but yeah. you know, but he was part of it. La. But he also like Pol Pot, you know, the Cambodian. I mean, Pol Pot was smart. La. He just mm. he killed all the journalists first. Uh, anybody who could write and read, right? Killed them all first. Smarter, yeah. So nobody could document anything, right? And then he killed like 25% of his population. Population, man. That's that. He was just one hideous chap. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I've been but, on, on Reddit yeah. and like, uh, it's, it isn't like I'm particularly digging at all these uh, news, but like, you know, because it's so popular that it keeps popping up mm. as like the first post and everything. Um, so it's basically interrupting your porn selection. Is that, is that yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh my God, like what's happening? <laughs> it's like, where's my Ukrainian girls? Okay, uh, but you can... <laughs> um, the, the funny thing to me was that like... Uh, it's a it's a weird time where this war is happening where everybody is so capable of like enabling each other through social media. So for example, like, you know, oh, we need donations to the Ukraine army and most of it comes through like we know about it through social media. And mm. uh, Reddit is enabling a lot of this. But then it also brings about this propaganda that comes out of nowhere. Uh I remember within the first day of war they started posting about Zelensky participating in this uh dancing with the stars <laughs> or like some dance competition that he won. And then old clips of him doing stand-up comedy. Mm. And I'm just like, how is this helping <laughs> anything <laughs> af- apart from people going like, yeah, Ukraine is great. You know, like, I'm like, this weird dude. And they had this like whole, I'm not sure if you guys know about that uh, Snake Island thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Ahmad, yeah. you know about Fuck it? You, the, the, Fuck you, Russian warship. Fuck you, Russian warship. So on the first day, uh, they, rec- they, they announced that like, there was this uh, 13... Ukrainians stuck on this island it's called Snake Island and basically a w- Russian warship told them to surrender peacefully and they were just like uh, go fuck yourself Russian warship and apparently they all died after being bombed but like a week later it surfaced that none of them were dead Ooh. and so like yeah, I'm but, happy but, I mean to be fair they were captured la, by yeah, the they were captured, but I'm like I'm yeah. happy that they're not dead but at the same yeah. time I'm like okay that's a bit of propaganda you know going like it's on, it's on both sides right it's on both sides on both but... side. and then there, there's also a photograph of the president Zelensky wearing battle armor uh his iba and helmet but that wasn't during the war that was like one year ago and yeah. then people are like circulating this and trying to create this um, you know you pro-ukraine yeah uh, kind of sentiment so i mean we actually, need to be... actually but, but let's but let's speak okay is it, can we is it is it okay for us to announce our sympathies like um, so at least we know where everyone's coming from, uh, and, mm. and like for me, I'm very pro Ukraine right mm. now, right? I'm very anti. I am. I, I hate authoritarian regimes, right? So I'm very pro yeah. Ukraine, and I'm every time I'm I'm seeing I see these videos of like uh, Ukraine kicking some Russian ass. I'm damn happy, right? How about you guys? Are you do you guys have picked the side, or are you I, staying I, neutral? I think, I think this war isn't really isn't Russia versus Ukraine. It's just Putin versus Ukraine. 
because most of the most of the uh, fights that we've seen, we've seen soldiers like Russian soldiers just giving up their tanks and like purposely sabotaging their equipment just so that they can't continue. And Ukraine just being like, okay, we've captured your Russian soldiers, mm-hmm. and the president basically set up this toll number where like they can call their their parents back in Russia, and they can go back. As long as their parents come and pick them up personally. Yeah, they're just fucking so like <laughs> behavior, right? Yeah. Yeah, but actually, I disagree on that, dude. You know, uh, mm. But before that, uh, uh, Agma, where, where do you stand? I, I stand quite neutral uh, because mm. I can see from both sides, both sides why yeah. Yeah, Russia feels threatened before this war and why they want to do this. And, and also I can understand the plight of the people in Ukraine. Okay. All the I think the reporter also stated that none of us here are foreign policy experts these are right. just purely opinions. Amen. We, uh, uh, you know, like... Uh, but I've watched the YouTube video. Some of you read this. But I've always been fascinated by mm. by war and history. And, I, you know, it's, if, if I think I think in alternate life, some other universe, I'll, I'll be a war historian, right? Because that's just something I'm fascinated by. Uh, I, I, I disagree on the whole Putin versus Ukraine thing. It's definitely Russia. To me, it's Russia versus Ukraine. And, and only because... Putin has been enabled by the Russian public for so many years. Mm. Suddenly, he makes one wrong decision or thing. That, oh, sorry. Oh, it is not. Uh, sorry, we had nothing to do with this. Mm. You guys have kept him in power, you know, mm. all these years and been happy to, you know, go along with it. Um, mm. It's like saying, like, you know, he, oh, it was Hitler, it was Russian German people who had nothing to do with it. But the, mm. he was, he was, he was elected in not not by majority, by minority, but they were pre- perfectly happy to celebrate when he was invading france and um and celebrating right so it's the mm. same logic you know i i feel you're complicit in it mm. i mean i'm not saying everyone's complicit i'm sure there's a lot of very brave opposition on it but generally from the outside it looks like the russian people have been happy to support putin for vast majority he's been a highly popular president right yeah um True. so yeah you know and i i and and he's doing this in many ways on some weird idea what Russia should be like. Mm. And that's probably a vision shared by a lot of people. I mean, if suddenly, if you, I mean, be true, if, if you're a nationalistic anyway, even Singapore, suddenly, hey, Singapore, we, you know, 100 years ago, we were a huge empire, we can claim it back, we can get back Malaysia and Indonesia. A lot of us be like, yeah, yeah, if it belonged to us, let's go get it back, right? You know, mm. but mm. Uh, I, I just think nationalism is, uh, it's, it's, anytime you see somebody with a, waving a flag, or wearing a, like a t-shirt that, that proclaims their, their tribe and identity, that's a huge red flag to me, you know? It's like, you know, that's like, um, it's, 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 I don't like nationalism in any sense. I think it, it's, a, it's, a, it's the, the first street light on the road to fucking going out there and saying, My, I'm better than you, you know? And, yeah. and therefore you must die. Uh, I, 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 I want to point out that like, I think I, I get what you say about the whole responsibility that the Russian people had. But it's also kind of like, they. I'm not saying that they might not have known it, but most of the people will not be that involved within the political sphere to like understand that, oh, where this might lead, right? Take for example, like a lot of Singaporeans are not very aware of like what the PAP plans are for the next 30 years. But we vote for them because they have been giving us a stable and a good life, right? But anytime they make a bad decision, uh, Singaporeans tend to like, you know, put put our words into our votes, right? Um, so it's essentially I feel this was the same way. Like when hmm. uh the Russians kept Putin in power, they weren't they did not assume that he would even attempt to do something like that. Sure, he did a lot of shady stuff, but like none of them were like 
threatening the peace of the country or something like that. No, but essentially, no, not, not true though. It's not, it's not, it's like, here's the thing, right? Like, it, mm. in your, your Singapore example analogy may not work because it's not living Singapore, like, being, it's, it's like Singapore suddenly next week saying, hey, you know what, guys, tomorrow we're going to go invade Vietnam. And you're like, what? Yeah. No, that makes no sense. You never indicated before. Yeah, but yeah. Putin has invaded Crimea. Uh, he's mm. taken over Donbass and Lukansk regions in Ukraine. And mm. he has always been foreshadowing that this is what I'm going to do, right? He's been very yeah. blatant about it. He's very clear. A history of this, bro. He has been doing it in Georgia way before. Yeah, yeah supposedly. So, yeah. In Chechnya. A, and yeah, so that's, yeah. that's this is not surprising to people, right? Mm. Like, um, <clears throat> So I don't think it's taken the Russian people by surprise. Mm. But what I would say in the Russian side, they probably don't have the full picture. Mm. Right. And because he's just, he's just, he's he's basically launched the equivalent of POFMA yesterday, right? Yeah. Where uh, only the government can define what news is. And if you if you if you go down the wrong, if you, if you don't agree with us, we'll put you in jail for up to fifteen years, right? Yeah, they basically brute force their way and like destroy all these independent journalists. Yeah, they don't need that, right? also. Any yeah. any authoritarian regime cannot cannot allow free media to exist because mm. it, it, it just rots away at what you're trying to do, which is very strange because in, and, and that's something I've always been puzzled by mm. because all social media and all this, this citizen news media, it was all theoretically on paper designed to, you know, not designed to, but one of the happy consequences was that authoritarian regimes would be under threat because either mm. you shut your world out from the internet mm. and keep your regime going like what North Korea does. But if you, but if you do allow it, then you should theoretically be on a path to democracy and capitalism and 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 and, 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 and sort of uh, uh, citizen rights, right? But mm -hmm. that's not what's happening actually. China has actually co-opted these tools to go against you know what you thought it would one day work towards, right? It's using social media to keep a check on the citizen. Is using the internet to um, uh, to track what people are doing and and everything, right? So. And it seems going on Russia and people are finding a way to do this, right? Um, yeah, I think the real problem is whether the people in charge give a shit, you know? Yeah, it's like, how oh, much you guys, they want you to know? Yeah, yeah you guys report bad about me. If it's nothing big, I'm just not, I'm just going to ignore it. But after that, you start reporting big shit, I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't care enough for this. This just yeah. destroy this thing. <laughs> then yeah, that, then the independent journalism does not fucking matter at all. Right. But I, 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 and you're right. And I, and I think one of the things for relevance to Singapore is this, right? And this is, this is something that, um, um, and I think if you notice, if you, if you, if you guys didn't know, Singapore, uh, actually announced sanctions against Russia. I did not expect them to do it because Singapore's always been very Switzerland like, like we just keep quiet. Yeah. Don't rock the boat. You know, if possible, let's try and just get on with it. We are very practical, pragmatic. We're sending a resupply a medical team, but that's no, we, no, we're not sanctioned. We're not actually, no, that's okay. That's, that, that's, that's not going to upset anyone by sending support mm. to Ukraine, non, non lethal support, yeah. Ukraine, humanitarian aid, uh, Russia not get pissed, but we actually are risk pissing off Russia by announcing sanctions against all the banks and, and, uh, going along with whatever we don't have to, we didn't have to, we're not bound by NATO or EU conventions mm. on SWIFT and getting the banks up, but we did. Right, and it's highly surprising because Singapore, for the first time ever, announced sanctions because I think there's a larger principle at play here, which is yeah. Singapore's self-interest. Which is this: is can a larger country, by might of right, by right of might, take over a smaller country? Yeah. And if you know what's happening in China, China, like the social, what the allowed social media response is that hey, what Russia thinks okay, what if you're a bigger, more powerful country, you should be allowed to take over. 
a smaller country. I mean, it right? was, it was mm. their right, you know, because uh, Ukraine was part of the USSR. The kind. It's essentially what China oh. is saying about Taiwan and Hong Kong. Taiwan, yeah. It's the yeah. same yeah. argument, right? Same like, argument, it's yeah. okay. We can use force. It's all right. Yeah. You know? Um, Either way, right? Either way, the social media is used as an echo chamber depending on who is in charge, right? Yeah. They want to make that the reality and just perpetuate that news. I mean, in, in those countries, right? Okay. In those countries, it became, it became, I mean, so, social media across the world has become an echo chamber, right? More or less. If it, it takes a, you a lot of work for it to not become an echo chamber. I I can't tell you that, like, I've got about 2,000 friends on Facebook. Do I know that many? Fuck no. But, and every time I see, like, one conspiracy theory or right-wing guy post on my network, I am so tempted to remove the chat. But I seem to go, if I do that, I will not be exposed to their views, yeah. right? Because I need to know what they're thinking. Like, you know, and, and I think, so in my network, I've got four to five guys who are, to my, in my opinion, in my opinion, uh, are paid Chinese agents, right? In my, in my opinion, right? You know, uh, who, 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 who act like that, right? Like, um, they are so pro, so pro China that it's, they, they spread fake news or this like you know just like you know china is right china's all this right and these guys have not taken on now they what they're doing is they're spreading stuff at russia uh like uh they've become like foreign policy experts right like um last week there were COVID vaccine come from the u.s sort of experts now uh, sorry the uh, COVID came from the u.s uh, sort of experts now so now I'm saying like hey um look um nato is asking for it because nato expand you know the the traditional the whole reason russia invaded right uh mm. they're saying that right so I find that if you don't allow these views in, you don't understand what they think because they are convinced they are right. And we are convinced we are. I'm convinced I'm right, right? And you have to listen to both sides to sort of come in. Why are you neutral, Akmal? Before, actually, before we, we go into Akmal's stance, can we, I feel like, okay, I, I know we aren't like, you know, um, war historians and politically involved individuals. But can we just do a, like a short explanation of like why we think that Russia is invading Ukraine? Because I feel like a lot of people think of it as like Putin being a mess and just being old and he just won something in his legacy, which is not true. We know that not to be not true, but most people believe that Russia's invasion of Ukraine was just merely Putin trying to show off his power. Oh, I, I don't think that's... I, yeah. I, I don't, well, who knows, right? I mean, who really knows what he's thinking, right? Like, yeah. you know, but le I think... In a nutshell, Ukraine has is it was it has been an independent country since uh, the fall of Russia, the fall of the Soviet Union in nineteen ninety one, right? So it's not been independent for more than thirty plus years, right? So it's a newly independent country, and the USSR, um, the 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 Union of Soviet aligned countries, right, was a bedrock empire for like 50, 60 years. So I think Putin's a child of that era. And he sees that there's a high point of the high point of Russia. In fact, in fact, if he even stated this in a major speech, he even stated this, right? The greatest catastrophe to befall the world in the 20th century was not the Holocaust, was not like World War II, World War One. It wasn't none of that, none of that, right? It wasn't the genocide in, in Rwanda, it wasn't the genocide in Cambodia, none of that, right? The greatest catastrophe, according to him, was a breakup of the Soviet Union. Right, so if that to him is a is the greatest catastrophe. Um, yeah. Catastrophe, then you sort of understand that he this is a man who is driven by nationalistic ideas. Uh, ideology, right? Like mm. this is size matters, 
um, you know, numbers matter, GDP matter, all these things matter, right? Like, you know, ranking matters, right? And, and territory, very importantly, territory and size matters. So, and, and that compounded by the fact that Ukraine actually is moving more and more towards NATO and the EU, right? And this is a country, the humongous country that's bordering Russia. In mm. fact, Ukraine is the second largest country in Europe, right? Yep. Uh, and thirdly, Ukraine is also uh, industrial and agricultural powerhouse with very important strategic ports, one of the world's largest producers of wheat, lots of rare minerals. And, and, and so it makes an, a wealthy, educated population, right? So uh, if you put all these factors together and you understand why Putin is upset, sorry, why Russia is in the national, Russia's national interest to get mm -hmm. Ukraine back into its orbit. Now, if you look at it from a larger point of view, these are not just Ukraine, but Slovenia, um, Estonia, Finland, uh, countries are not yet in Europe. They, they all want to move towards NATO, right? They are attracted to the idea. I mean, it's not because NATO, in its, if you think, the idea of NATO is a bit weird because NATO is designed to combat Russia, Russia, uh, sorry, combat USSR. Uh, USSR is no longer a threat. It doesn't exist. It's just yeah. Russia, right? And Russia isn't as great a military power as it once was, right? Yeah. So NATO was like on its waning dying ends. But what's interesting is that, and I think this, to me, to me, this is why Ukraine wanted to join NATO. Joining NATO makes it easier to join the EU. Mm. And the EU is where you want to be because economically, it gives you a tremendous boost to be in that union, right? And if you're NATO, hey, high chance of you being in EU. It makes it so much easier, right? Yeah. So. I suspect, I suspect, and, and, and what's clear about this is clear that Russia cannot attract these countries back into its own orbit through any other economic means or attractive or philosophy or ideology mm. or ec economic means, right? You can't attract them back, right? You, you're not going to Ukraine go like, you know what? Actually, it's like you, I think being partnering Russia makes a lot of sense. You know, Putin looks kind of good now. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Putin looking good this year. Yeah, yeah, you know, not, not, not that, right? So, so yeah, so. It is, it, I, Putin in Russia is acting very pragmatically, very rationally. Mm. He's very logical. I don't think he's, he's like some crazy madman. Yeah. Um, although what he says made me mad, like, hey, I'm threatening nuclear war, but even that's very smart, right? Like mm. you're basically telling NATO to don't interfere. Yeah. Right. This is a fight between me and what I see is my own territory, right? It's, mm. it's basically me versus Taiwan, right? It's like, like, you know, Beijing versus Taiwan, right? Why yeah. are you interfering? Same exact analogy that mm. you put in and China will be using. What's I, funny uh, to me is that China actually, and I don't know if it's true, but I believe it is, China told Putin, hey, don't invade uh, till after the Olympics is over. And yeah. he invaded one day after the Olympics, right? So there is this Russian-Chinese uh, alliance that's forming in the thing. And also, I'm also what pissed off about my own people, my own ancestors, India, they're like, uh, no, we're going to not say anything because Russia gives us all our weapons, right? So we're just going to be like, mm, yeah, you know, we're going to be like, oh, both sides have equal points and stay out, stay yeah. neutral. You don't see us here. <laughs> yeah. And you and, and India was the founder of the non-aligned movement in the 70s, you know, and these are mm. Gandhian principles in foreign policy mm. and they're just staying out of it, you know? Yeah. Makes uh, no I actually did watch a half an hour YouTube video mm. <laughs> about... <laughs> 
yeah, about yeah. the Russian Ukraine war. Most reliable uh, source right now. Yeah, huh? I is know, it right? one that uh, Akmal sent, or is it somebody else sent? I don't know. What okay, Akmal sorry. Sent. But it's basically by this channel called Real Life Law, which I find mm. this the channel uh, title itself hilarious. Uh, but essentially, they explain like the different facets as to why Russia wants to invade Ukraine, and also why Russia invaded Crimea. Okay. Um, so apparently, in the two thousands, they found uh, gas deposits mm. within the Crimea region, and then they also and basically like within uh, before the USSR broke off, like Russia is one Russia is one of the world's biggest exporter of gas and natural oil. Right, natural gas and oil, and basically how they ship it out to the EU countries is through Ukraine. Mm. Uh, but when the USSR broke off, Ukraine became independent, and Ukraine basically said, "Hey, you know, you want to use these pipelines some more? You got to pay us for every single one that you use, right?" Mm. And so Russia started losing billions in dollars just to do what they've always been doing. Mm. Uh, so to combat that, they basically started building pipelines around Ukraine to send to other bigger countries like Germany. Right, which took, which apparently takes like up to fifty percent of Russia oil for their hmm. own use. Um, which Germany just shut down, though. It's called Nord Stream Two. That's a pipeline. Yeah, and so they now basically the idea was that like uh, they move all these pipelines around Ukraine, and they realized that like uh, it's more feasible for them to take back Ukraine and like have those pipelines continue than to constantly build around that. Right, and if Ukraine was to turn into a NATO country. A lot more, you know, uh, things would disrupt that flow, right? But at the same time, uh, I think in two thousand and fourteen, like uh, right before they invaded Crimea, I can't, I can't remember when they invaded Crimea. Uh, but like basically, essentially, right before they invaded two thousand thirteen, yeah, yeah, right before mm. they invaded Crimea, they found out that the Ukrainian peninsula had two giant spots of, uh, oil, mm. right, and yeah, natural sure. gas in Crimea region, right. That's why they first started probably invading Crimea. Yeah. And what happens is that if Ukraine was to turn into a NATO country, they could essentially cut off Russia as the as a natural oil supplier or an oil supplier and just fund the rest of the EU on their own. And the moment that like they start funding EU with oil and gas, the EU has to accept them in, you know, and the NATO, and they have a much bar bigger bargaining power with the NATO. Yeah. Right? Possibly. I mean, like, who's yeah. to say uh, no, right? I mean, all these all these things are on the table as to why, and it just adds, I, I would not disagree. I think that's possibly yeah. part of the reason as well. But Russia does not need Ukraine's resources. Um, Russia has more than enough. Um, but yeah, you know, to prevent it from supplying Europe and so they can maintain a monopoly, why not? But I think Russia is severely miscalculated because mm. the, the public outrage yeah the 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 unification of all these like even even you know what's funny like eu has been so angry with the uk for the last two years because of brexit right yeah but now they're like um they're like they're they're, they're partners now right they should reunify so uk is like oh oh thank god thank thank you thank you Putin. you know now we're back we're no longer we're no longer <laughs> like uh, we're welcome back in brussels right like uh, in the good book with you uh. you, you yeah. know so, how you know how the uk feels like to the eu right now you know like when you're in the office and then you argue with this guy and you're just like i'm never working with this guy again and then the next project the boss is like okay i need you guys to, to work together again and you're like, oh, <laughs> but then but then the, the guy in charge is an asshole so you go like you know what let's <laughs> Let's put ourselves aside. Let's put our differences aside. Let's enemy. get this guy out, right? Let's get this guy fired, right? Um, so you know, it's yeah. it. 
it's, I mean, you guys have touched on new the NATO expansion being a prerequisite, an uh, initial mm. reason. And then Eugene talked about the Ukraine offshore oil reserve, right? Mm. And on top of that, there's also the historical significance because the Russian people um, and the Ukrainian people weren't really differentiated way before in the times of the empires, the Russian Empire, uh, up till the Soviet Union. Only recently, after World War II, then after they covered all those uh, states, they became independent. So that is also why I feel the parallel with uh, Malaysia and Singapore and probably why Singapore wants to make a stand. Mm. Yeah. You know, like this, this is, we are carved out with imaginary borders created by men. Mm. Right? And, and they, not, not, they, not imaginary, not Singapore, not imaginary. Lah. Not we're we're right. an island. Yeah, right. a, but I know what you mean. If you look at yeah, map of Africa, it's all freaking straight lines. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super straight lines carved yeah. out. No, don't yeah. know you walk past and they're like, where's your passport? And I'm like, what the you fuck? Know, you know why there's straight lines, right? <laughs> Wait, what's, there's a reason? <laughs> yeah. So basically, the colonial office in in uh, in London back in back in the day when they're deciding on the thing, a, a dude literally sat down with a on a map, huge map with a ruler and, and threw it out. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. <laughs> That's why these these borders these borders yeah. make no sense because they they cut off like you know tribes and 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 settlements and it makes no fucking sense. But basically, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, my grandma's yeah. in two countries away now. <laughs> Just because after that one line, in the yeah, map. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a very nuanced issue, lah. You know, um, put put the Putin, I would say Putin representing Russia has a right to feel like there is a threat. There's a real mm. threat because when NATO comes in, other than being part of the EU. It is literal missiles being placed within your striking range, within striking range of Moscow, their capital, right? Yeah. And, and if Singapore was placed with that threat, right, we would definitely feel like threatened. Ah. But we can't, I mean, we are already within such a near border with Malaysia, you know, and, and we can't do anything about that. But NATO is an alliance of so many countries led by the US. They are miles away across the Atlantic Ocean, right? Why do they need to place their missiles there? That's the that's kind of like also a question mark in my head. Yeah. And, True. And I I I feel you, but I I I wonder about the whole NATO thing, right? Because firstly, like we we talk about NATO as if it's a very strong military alliance, right? <laughs> but every single country in the in NATO except the US never meets its obligations in NATO, right? They never like Germany's budget. Uh, Germany's budget for defense when they never met it. There was they they. It, you know, it sounds screwed up to admit it, but Germany's tanks were, were always uh, breaking down. Their their soldiers were not the best funded or equipped. They, I mean, they they have very excellent special forces, but the larger military was woefully under equipped. Right, this was a, it was a running joke because they didn't see the need to spend all this money mm-hmm. when the US was there providing support. Right, so mm-hmm. NATO um, isn't wasn't a real threat. To Russia, right? So these missiles and all that, yeah, I suppose you're right, but yeah. but the I don't is, think in any world you would see NATO launching a first strike, right? But I'm I'm not talking about because when I say NATO, you also you just explained it well. Uh, it's pretty much a proxy of US lah. Yeah. If they decide to 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 retaliate, now that's a problem for the whole world. Yeah. Mm. Who is so who retaliates? If NATO come US just decide that somehow this affects their personal interest mm. it's going to be a disaster for everyone so because I was talking to my wife she's like wait why is this such a big hoo-ha it's all the way in Ukraine right mm. so I'm trying to explain to her like 
number one, the principle of a bigger country taking something that was historic, historically part of their empire is a dangerous one, right? Like it also re- reflects uh, China, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. This is number one. Number two would be these are nuclear powers, you know. These are freaking people with nuclear missiles that God yeah. knows how advanced they are right now. Yeah. And if if these things like okay, I don't know. If you guys watch this uh, movie uh, about uh, the in in a nuclear silo um plant in Russia. What was it called? Uh? Chernobyl. 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 Yeah, amazing uh, series, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and we I watch, uh, reminded her that we watched it together, and the effects of it wasn't just at that that um you know um the that, fallout. Yeah, the fall the fallout spread so much and mm. affect everyone. And imagine pregnant women and babies were the one that are affected. You really People appeal to nothing her. Nothing to do. Yeah, nothing to do. We have to read it, like, You know, you have pregnant to read women it. and ladies. Just... Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like a great politician, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, really? Yeah." So, so that's number two. Nuclear powers fighting, and then who is to decide that? Oh, this is the final straw. I think we need to retaliate. Mm. And somebody just presses that button, you know. That, that's why it's concerning for the whole world. Yeah. And, and it's... I mean, we don't really talk about actual nuclear um, uh, missiles, right? There are there's something called tactical nukes. I don't even you know what mm. they, those things are. So tactical nukes are battlefield nuclear weapons used against bunkers and hardpoint placements. So or hardpoints yeah. in the defense, right? Mm. Fortifications. Mm. So I I think. What what does the world do if that's used for the first time, right? Which is very likely. U.S. has the the, the, the uh, Russia is already using weapons such as thermobaric weapons and and stuff. What's the you know they meet a hard point? They say fuck it, let's just launch a tactical nuke. Deal with consequences later, right? Somebody's going to do it sooner or later. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to understand Russia as well, right? You put some Russia shoes. Russia is dealing with them. Their mortal enemy, inverted commas, is still the only country in the world. To have used nuclear weapons against the civilian population, right? And we we yeah. forget about that. We gloss over that bit, right? Because they're, they're dealing with the only country mad enough to actually use nuclear weapons. But that right. argument also says if Russia had nuclear weapons, they would probably also would use it against the Nazis, right? Mm. Uh, and nobody would have said anything. It's just that Russia, America beat them to it. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, nuclear weapons aside, uh, I think, yeah, the the whole thing is a mess because. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize. Yesterday there was a report where Putin is trying to put a press uh, conference and say everything is going according to plan, and he does not look well. Man, he start, then he starts standing up, at, like as though he's finished the meeting, and then he just stops and sits back down, and again tries to reiterate to the people that this is justified. I don't have any ill will. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it feels like me during a call with my wife. Yeah, yeah. After I did something wrong, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that I, I post. Don't, I don't think. I don't think. Putin realized how much um, the world would be united against this decision. Right? He probably thought, like he probably he probably knew there'd be san- sanctions and uh, there'd be a lot of uh, issues, but he also probably calculated that Ukraine will fold. And and and, and because this is a testament to how brave and and courageous the Ukrainian people yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. They are they are on paper anyway. On paper, they are. It's like it's like it's like China versus. Cambodia, you know, sort of equation in terms of military force, right? You know, and can you imagine China invaded Cambodia, right? And Cambodia is still holding it after two weeks. You'd be like, whoa, Cambodian people, not bad, huh? You know, yeah. um, right? So it's 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 almost that sort of analogy. And 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 what's and you realize that Ukrainians have done very smart things. Like I was reading about, I was reading about how um, the the U.S. special forces 
trained up the Ukrainian special forces, right? Mm. And so they trained up 27,000 special forces soldiers, right, for Ukraine, right? Which is a very large number proportion to their actual army. And then the Ukrainian military did something very smart. They took that, that all the 27,000 special forces, right? And said, you know what, guys? Um, you guys are now very well trained in, in this. We're now going to divide you among all our military units. Everyone's going to be a special force. <laughs> yeah, and now you're going to teach what you take what you have learned for the US, and now you're going to teach it to every soldier in the Ukrainian army, right? Mm. Damn. So they did very smart things like that. They are they are doing their defense. If you actually look at what they're doing and how they're defending, uh, they are they they they're doing a, a very much a mobile defense uh sort of strategy against a very traditional Russian attack, right? Yeah. And and they're even using stuff that is so old school. Like the reason why there's this, there's this humongous convoy that stalled, right? Like 40, 60 meter yeah, long convoy yeah. stalled. And that's not the reason that it stalled. It's the Ukrainians very smartly uh, flooded the area. So these guys can't, with their tanks, literally cannot come in because it's too muddy, right? Can you imagine mm. in 21st century, like using water? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically they built a moat. They built a moat. Right. And, and God give all credit where credit is due, right? This is mm. how, and, and it's also how difficult it is to invade a country, Disney, who's prepared for you to come in. Right. And the Ukraine has been prepared for it for a long time. I mean, there are arguments against Ukraine being seen as part of Russia, because there is, there of course, a very culturally similar, like, but there's a Ukrainian language, you know, mm. it is still a different place, a different country. Um, and in, in so much is independent, right? They got independent in 1901. Singapore got independent in 1965, right? It's not that far, you know? Like if right. if if UK were to come back, hey guys, you belong to us. I think it's time for you to come back into our orbit. Uh, let's- God save the queen. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were fucking fight, right? Like fuck that, hell no, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't, I never, I don't, I don't ever see Malaysia, Indonesia as a, as a real military threat to Singapore. Mm. But for sake of argument, let's say Indonesia decides to revive its whole confrontasi yeah. policy. Hey, you know what? Screw you, you know, little red dot. We want you back on orbit. Uh, our, I mean, our main capital city is sinking. We're going to take yours instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we can handle the traffic. You guys got traffic lights at work. Uh, let's, uh, it's easier to take over you guys over, right? You know, we'll just, we'll just send over from where you 1 million go. Indonesian soldiers to swim over, right? I mean, all of us will be in the streets fighting and I, there's no way Actually, there's no way in Southeast Asia, there's no country in Southeast Asia that can take Singapore on military, right? Mm. Um, uh, because the technology, we are ahead. Like, yeah, like uh, I, I, think, I think our philosophy is like, if there's going to be a fight, uh, we, we will not be fighting in Singapore. We will be, you know, the moment Malaysia mobilizes or Indonesia mobilizes for war, we'll attack, right? That's we'll be there. Hard, right? We'll be there, right? On the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's why all our best resources goes into our Air Force and Navy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if, if we are fighting in the streets in Singapore, something's gone wrong already, right? Yep. But forget that. Is this more, this is larger about the, the era upon gorilla in Asia, which is China. Um, and what, what, what will we do if they decide to come for Asia, right? And, and I know this sounds a bit nuts and it, not realistic, um, but you just don't know. You just don't yeah. know how this in age and feel that China yeah. decides to, you know, it's time for the Chinese empire to rise up yeah. uh, and take over what is in our ambit. Uh, forget, forget Southeast Asia. We're talking about places like Vietnam, uh, Cambodia, Laos, um, you know, um, uh, Mongolia. China's going right. to be like, oh yeah, you know, back in the really, really old days, yeah, yeah. we used to be one. Yeah. You know? We used to be one, right? Yeah. You know? 
uh, Admiral Chang Hee sailed through here, so therefore yeah. the South China Sea is called Ch- yeah. is word China in it. Yeah. Yeah. All mine. Singapore oh Chinatown, I suppose that means hey, that gives yeah. me that one day, Chinatown. One I guess day, they... Xi Jinping is gonna have a great grandson, and he's gonna be like, uh, yeah. "You wanna know where you rule? Yeah, just look at where the sun shines." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not just that. I, I, I think, I think, I feel like China tends to look at history as like a thousand years. Like you mm. know, we are be here. It's not just for me. It's my generations for my generations, gen- next next gen- generations, right? And I, I, and I, and I think a, I think a big part of the Chinese psyche will never forgive Japan for World War Two, right? Like, yeah. And I, and and the if they have the opportunity to avenge or get out there and you know attack Japan for whatever reason, right? Nothing that they would. I'm I'm sure that they'll find very little argument from the Chinese people at the start. You know, yeah. this to avenge a historical stain on our psyche, our conscience for Nanjing and all the thousand and one indignities that they've heaped upon us mm. and the chinese government has kept this anti-japanese sentiment burning bright in the country right like yeah. when they need it they just go activate it right you know yeah. let's go burn down a japanese food court today right like um so i i yeah you know so that's something anyway the, uh, one of the funniest things that come out for putin like putin didn't realize unintended consequence uh, Germany's decided to rearm, right? When if you know from history, <laughs> that is never a good fucking thing, right? Let fuck, let the Germans chill, bro. We don't yeah. need the Germans with guns in their hand. Let them have like BMW. let them make cars. Let them make cars. Make make all the best shit in the world. Let's not yeah. give them weaponry. Let the them, moment you let them make tanks, that's <laughs> where shit. Yep. That's when suddenly that that. You know, we need to. Suddenly, they will make the best tanks in the world. And then, oh look, I got so many tanks. Why no. should I use it? No, they're gonna <laughs> the start. People, I'm scared of are the Germans and the Japanese. Yeah, these are two people you do not want to get to remember. Hey, you know what? Actually, yeah. we are pretty good at this war thing, yeah. aren't we? You know. <laughs> hey, uh, could you look into the books and just tell me, tell me what happened when we uh became good again? Yeah, <laughs> when we had a million plus soldiers, I mean, what happened exactly? Oh, okay. You we mean we could just up? take over? everybody yeah. and we know how to do it this way we'll start off yeah this I mean, time this and germany be like we attack russia first yeah. <laughs> it's like historically yeah you know uh every every single world war has happened because of germany right yeah right <laughs> you don't you don't want to piss off germany to, 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 yeah. look i'm a i'm a huge world uh history military history buff right you don't want to f- piss off yeah. germany dude they, because you to, you start the fires and you're yeah. just like oh shit I don't know how to put this out. Germany will end it, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine like, and like you know it took the whole world to fucking stop Germany in World War. And it, no, don't forget forget World War Two, right? World War Two Germany's army in World War Two was nothing compared to what it had in World War One. Yeah, it, the finest army ever created in history was the German army in World War One. It was the finest army of all time, right? Uh, and it took a whole. In fact, it was it wasn't even defeated in the end. It was a f- political decision, right? But anyway, you don't want to piss off the Germans. And Germans are like, we are rearming and fighting. I think it's time we started. Uh, you know, this could go both ways. Uh, yeah, you know? I, I, <laughs> I think this is a this is a fast stretch. But like, essentially, you know, like how all German cars are like, you know, advertises like efficiency and like you know, made the best, right? I feel like World War One and World War Two gave them a lot of credibility. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that was a huge marketing campaign? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like we just want to show you guys. This is just a demo, okay? We weren't yeah. really planning to take over Imagine the world. Imagine all right? of this 
but in your home blender, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wash prang dish technique, right? You know, yeah. not just that, like Japan, right? Like Japan, like now made in Japan is like, <laughs> and, and you know what's really funny? Like Japan and Germany started the wars, right? Yeah. Killed everyone. And, and right now they're like the second and fourth largest economies in the world, right? Yeah. yeah. They are pretty cool. They moved the into home appliances. Them, like, 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 you know, <laughs> invaded our homes. Yeah, you know, the, who, who, uh, your Romania, your no, sorry, Romania is an exercise, but like, uh, like Spain and all that who tried to fight. Even Spain was an exercise in in a bit, right? Central power, but all these countries that send soldiers to fight against them, they kind of all shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think nah. you also got to admire the Jap- like the Japan, dude. I mean, you got to take a hat off to Japan. You know, they went from. Meiji Restoration, it went from fucking samurais in 1868, right? Meiji Res- Restoration to defeating the Russian Navy in 1905, right? Mm. They modernized, you, you, you must say, they went from yeah. samurai swords mm. to defeating the Russian modern Navy in 1905 in 30 years, bro. That mm. is the Russian, that is, sorry, that's the Japanese work ethic. We don't want and the, then the, the audacity we don't want the Germans. to ride the Shimano bikes. Cling, cling, cling into <laughs> our fucking country, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Dude, you got oh man. You know. This is why Shimano buys is still considered one of the most prestigious yeah, yeah, brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. fucking marketing. The, the marketing campaign in Japan is like, hey, <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good in Kyoto, good in the million jungle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All terrain bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All terrain bikes. Down when three countries. Sh- <laughs> when, when, when you're behind a white rider in a Tour de France, <laughs> go Shimano. You know what I love the most about Japan? Is that like, uh, essentially the most of the world, <laughs> the newer generation have pretty much forgiven Japan for the atrocities of war because we are just watching all of their animes. <laughs> all the Japanese porn, right? Yeah, just we're like, just eating all their content. All the cutesy now. Hello Kitty shit. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's just to forget porn how Hello fucked up they were during World War II, right? That's all it is. Yeah, Japanese government, how do we get them to forgive us quickest yeah. possible time? And some kind to, of be fair, so, to be fair, they were bombed twice with an atomic bomb. So that it must have messed up something. It resetted something. <laughs> it resetted, like, oh maybe hey, they still you know, you know, the fact that they didn't they didn't give up after the first one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you need two. You need two, dude. Oh man. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's um anyway, well in in a nutshell. I think I think what we can take away from witnessing what this is like we cannot take anything for granted. You know, in Singapore we have to be our national service is critical. Uh, yeah. You know, and it, it's true. Like you know, if we didn't have we didn't have a strong one of the strongest armies in in Asia, military force in Asia. You know, I don't think we would our independence could be taken for granted, right? Yeah. And I think the world is changing. We are moving from a law abiding rule of law. If Putin's allowed to get away with it, it could open up a lot of very nasty conversations down the road. Yeah, so, because everybody's like, "Hey, I can do the yeah. same." I can't. I can't beat Singapore economically, but you know. Mm, yeah. Do <laughs> you think their soldiers are ready to fight? Let's just find out. You know. I mean, they have only have a population of five million. We have like two hundred. If we just keep throwing people at them, yeah. <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, just swim more, yeah. right? Like you know, if you, if you think like ten. You just gather like. 50 million, no, 10 million indigenous soldiers in Batam. Yeah. All right. Just even if we kill 80% of them, there's still 2 million landing on our shores. Yeah. And I, and then at that point, do you think Singaporeans can fight? I actually think, I think will any people will learn very quickly when their livelihood and their, their loved ones are threatened. I think you'll be, you find out what you're capable of. 
Yeah. yeah. The, when you, you push people videos, to the corner, right? Yeah. When you push people to the corner, they will bite, man. They yeah, but bite. if you look at the Ukrainians, how you know they've got citizens. Have you seen the videos of the Ukrainian farmers stealing tanks? Tanks, yeah. <laughs> They're taking their tractors at night, yeah, finding yeah. these tanks that are like parked or like a bit abandoned, and just fucking like going at full speed, taking them and running away, dude. And, and then later, there's, there's there's this guy going on TikTok and showing all the captured Russian equipment. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta give it to the Ukrainian people, man. I mean, yeah. I am fully behind them, right? Of course, like we, we're, not, we're not seeing how much yeah. they're suffering uh, on the southern side. But for what you can see, the pro, pro Ukrainian sites, they are really giving it to the Russians. But I think personally, we, or maybe it's just me. Um, when, when the war started, I never once had a doubt that Russia would win the war. It's just a matter of time. Russia has more resources. They can es- essentially just cripple Ukraine slowly and then just slowly, mm. you know, everybody's just like, oh, it's a logistical nightmare. You know, Russia's first blitzkrieg did not, did not work out properly. You know, they ran off fuel and everything. But I'm like, yeah, you give enough time, they can transport that fucking fuel back to them. Yeah, They will yeah, just keep moving in, you know? Yeah. Everything I mean, is Russia's just strength, inevitable. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine will go down. I think everyone's yeah. very clear-eyed on that. It's just how mm. long it will take. Yeah. And what cost? And now they're bombing cities, right? They they said that they will not bomb the cities, leave the civilians. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, the un, uh, you know, the 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 unforeseeable consequences, right? That's what we're dealing with here. I mean, right now, shit, you wouldn't want to be Russian anywhere in the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, dude. That's, that's Arthur is probably not doing any material. <laughs> like, uh, dude, I texted him. I was uh, just like, "Hey, where's the next be like, show? Uh, this is the new uh, world's first Russian company." No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't mention that. Singaporean, bit. Singaporean, 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 white Singaporean comedian. <laughs> that just okay. has a Russian accent. <laughs> just, just before we, just before we end off the episode, I just want to talk about like what we've seen on social media uh, about the war because, like, a lot of us have uh, pointed out about you know, uh, influencers doing influencer shit and oh, just trying God. to jump on the Russian-Ukraine war oh, dude. Uh, while posting their own random stupid faces and stuff like that. I was just, uh, you had to bring that shit up. I was just about to feel good about my weekend, bro. <laughs> now my blood pressure going up. Because you know I, what? I, I think yeah. we should take all those influencers Fucking drop them into the front line of the Ukrainian crisis. Mm. And you want hey, man, content, right? <laughs> you want you want to make a difference? Yeah, here you go. Here you want you go, a picture? Homie. You want here a picture? Go. Yeah, take a picture here, man. You know? Oh, God. No, I think this is some influencer bad habit or bullshit that they always do this. Like, when there's a conflict, you know, just right on the side that looks like, oh, a lot of people are supporting this side. Let's support this side. Yeah. Oh, so. And they don't, you, you, they, they, these motherfuckers, Ah, don't swear. Why did I swear? These dudes um, um, couldn't point a Ukraine on a map. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> you know, they wouldn't know where it is. Yeah, like, they like, the city, right? Oh my God, Poland's under attack. I'm, and you're like, no, it's Ukraine. And they're like, yeah, but Ukraine's capital city. You're giving them too much city. credit for knowing where Poland is. You're <laughs> yeah. giving them too much credit, right? I'm sorry, la, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I saw an influencer post like this, 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 this. I mean, she, I mean, okay, this person, right? You know. Uh, put up a bikini shot and just had like a yellow and gold background and get go Ukraine. Like, what the fuck? What yeah. the? And then what annoyed me is like yeah. a thousand likes to that shit, right? Like, you know, you just, it is a fucking. But anyway, I'm, I'm just boomer. La. I'm just, I don't, yeah. I don't know. No, it's okay. I completely understand. I mean, I also might be considered boomerish in this opinion. But I feel that like uh, the bigger, the bigger problem here isn't so much about how annoying the post is, but it's the fact that it dilutes a lot of the actual 
talk about it because essentially when these influencers post to these like 10,000 people, these 10,000 people look at this and it basically dilutes the mm. seriousness of the war. Yeah. Uh, and it dilutes the, the idea of like how how people are actually supporting Ukraine because this person could just post herself in a bikini and just be like, go Ukraine and 10,000 likes and people are like, oh, okay, maybe if I like this, you know, there'll be enough, Yeah, you know? But uh, I would yeah. say this, I would say this, that we the, we we cannot do away with the influencers only yeah. because to do away with them means to do away with social media. Yeah. Um, and if there's one thing you've seen out of this is that the people globally have never had more power mm. than they do now Mm. to force change mm. and it's strictly because of social media mm. like politicians from the world listen they look at social media as a barometer of how the people are thinking feeling and in a in a in a free democratic or free in the freer nations social media does force change it does yep. and, and mm -hmm. we don't need to even look at countries let's just look at singapore Right, you got hundred Singaporeans complaining about something. Hundred percent sure, some minister will pop up somewhere and go like, "Yeah, we have we have uh, identified this is a real yeah. issue. We have formed a task force uh, <laughs> and a committee yeah. to look into the problem, and we promised you a solution." Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, the people now have power, good and bad, good and bad. But for mm. me, it's a net good, and it's my fervent hope, wish, and desire that one day we will use it. More people use it positively than for self-aggrandizement and ego, um, which ex also explains why none of us <laughs> have any social, social media following yeah. in any fucking. We are way. not influencers because of because that. No, I can't stand that shit, right? Yeah, right, you know. But they are there for a reason, like Prem said, like, So you know. Yeah, it's a reflection of a healthy system. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna end on end this uh, episode off with the with how to help Ukraine. So if. Uh, you guys do not know, you can actually donate directly to the Ukraine government mm. uh, or the mm. Ukraine armed forces. Uh, I think so far, there's not really much that we can do considering how far away ge geographically mm. geographically, uh, we are. <laughs> but if, if we get $10 million, we can buy a MiG-25 uh, and... <laughs> And yeah. sponsor sponsor a pilot for a day or two, you know, yeah. and then yeah. Or you can pay for more tractors for the farmers so that they can yeah. drag off more Russian tanks. But just know that I, you can I'm not sure yeah. how much money is gonna help though. I don't know where it's gonna I get agree. the right people. And yeah, we are not even sure if most of them actually reaches them. But yeah. the, the links that we will post up with this mm. podcast would be directly to the Ukrainian army, uh, <laughs> to the directly to the Ukrainian bank also. Uh, should but we, should we that, be yeah. fair and also post out a link to help Russia? No, fuck oh, Russia. Right? <laughs> the babushkas can handle their <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you are invading, you lose your right for any help, dude. Yeah. You know, like um, I'm sorry, guys, but you know, and also Russia is a way bigger country. You know, yeah. I can. They've got plenty of money. Yeah. <laughs> but if no, you like, don't feel now they're gonna need every single dollar they have <laughs> to buy to buy some tanks. Should and... have calculated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's you know how much they've lost so much. Oh, never mind. Let's not let's not let's not drag this so longer than this. This is a <laughs> all right. Long okay, enough let's end on this. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Anybody else want to add anything before we go? Yeah, if you don't want to uh, send money and feel bad about it, uh, maybe read up more, learn more, and uh, yeah. get yeah. yourself informed. That's the most important thing right now. Mm. Get informed, find out where Ukraine is on a map, you know, and learn about <laughs> the issues, man. Uh, yeah. and 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 have these conversations. Mm. And you know, I think the biggest, the biggest way to prevent these sort of things from happening is to have an opinion and and be informed and stay current, <laughs> right? And with that, we wish you a very happy weekend. Yeah, stay safe. And, uh, stay safe.